Okay, hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stained EDU Podcast. This is episode 13, and this is a real good one. Collaboration, not isolation. We are here with Dr. Shanae, and she's going to help us discuss how to collaborate in a school setting. Why is that effective? Why is it important? And how we can actually do that. So before we dive into that, I want the beautiful Dr. Shanae. I love saying doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's going to introduce herself, tell us a little bit about herself and what she's currently doing. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much, Geneva the Great. For having me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so honored to, to be here. And I'm a special education teacher. I've been in the field for about 10 years. And I started out teaching dance. And I've always had a love for teaching in a different kind of way. And if you know anything about exceptional education students, as I like to say, then you know that that's exactly what we do. We teach in a different, you know, different kind of way. I'm currently in Nassau County. And, you know, one of my goals in this field is just for people to collaborate. Because without collaboration, how do you get better? Without collaboration, how do you figure out a new way to do something? Like, that's right. your way is not always the right way. It's not always the best way. It could work for person A, but it might not work for person B. So thank you again for having me. And I'm so excited about our conversation. She was about to get in. I'm like, go ahead, keep going. (laughs) I'm not in my head here because we're recording on Zoom, but I was feeling it all. (laughs) All right, I got to remind myself to actually speak because we're recording. (laughs) I mean, we're using the audio. All right, so we're going to dive right into it. We are going to go into three questions and then we're going to end the episode how we always do with a challenge. We're also going to, before we um, before Dr. Shanae actually shares that challenge, we are going to share contact information. I'm not sure um, if uh, Shanae is using her um, social media to connect. Yeah. Other, okay, you are. So I know I should have asked that before. But this again, my um, episodes are unedited. It's raw. It's real material. It's genuine. I want you to hear all of it. It's mistakes and all. But you know what? Like I say, it's not mistakes. Everything is supposed to be said the way it's said because that's why I say it. But anyways, let's keep going because I like to ramble. (laughs) So the first question is, what does it mean and how does it look to work in collaboration? Working in collaboration means to come with the open mind, Mm -hmm. with the, a lot of people say with the blank slate, that's almost impossible, right? Like if you're coming with 20 years of experience, how can you come with a blank slate? Right. You're coming with something, but you have to be open to adding more to it. You know, a a great piece of art was great because they did what they saw, but imagine if somebody else came in and was like, hey, what else could we do? Like how many times have we seen people do different things to the Mona Lisa, Mm -hmm. right? Look at it in a different type of way. And it just shows that just because I'm giving you my opinion on it, doesn't mean that it wasn't great or doesn't mean you didn't do a, a great job. It just means that I'm seeing it from a different lens and the way you did it could speak to 10,000 people. But if you add what I'm saying, it could talk to a million people Love because that. you have two point of views coming together. That's right. Um, so just coming with the open mind and being confident. You have to be confident in what you already did because any other type of you know advice is going to sound like criticism to an ear that does not have any confidence. Ooh. 
That's right. But that's, you know, that, that goes hand in hand with accepting that you don't know everything, right? You know, a lot of people are, I, you know, I, I mentioned that in a previous podcast that if we're not open to growing and reflecting and accepting that we are lifelong learners, that we don't know everything, that there's something that we can learn from every individual that comes up like that cross that path in our life, then it's, it's, you know, it, you're not going to be receptive to that. And I love how you said it's about perspective as well, because working in collaboration means that you're open, you're open to someone else's perspective and open to someone's suggestions to improve what you're already doing that, of course, what you're doing is great. But when two heads come together, three heads come together, it makes it better. And we got to be mindful if we're talking about in a school setting, right? Our kids all learn differently, right? Our, yeah. our, our kids have come from all different walks and journeys yeah. in life. Yeah. And we need to be mindful of that. And we have to be mindful that our the way we might um, teach something or deliver something might not be received the same from student A and student B. But if you collaborate with the te other teachers or other educators, they can help you get to that point where you can reach all your students. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. So that's what it means to collaborate. Now we got that, <laughs> that foundation of what collaboration means. So we're going to go into, okay, so if it's, you're not working in collaboration, right? So the title of this episode is Collaboration, Not Isolation, and why it's important to work in collaboration. So maybe you can share why it is important. I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on it, but why would it be important? I, I don't think that was one of the questions I gave you, but I'm sure you can answer it because you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> why is it important to work in collaboration in a school? <laughs> Especially in a school setting, it is important to work in collaboration because it takes a village. Ooh. We use that term all the time. It takes a village to raise a child. But then for some reason, when we go into the school system, right, we forget all about that. Mm. And I'm not trying to take over your class just because I'm giving you advice on how to build a different type of or a stronger relationship with right. a student. I think one issue with education is that we get critiqued more than we get complimented. Woo, come so on. if you are used to hearing negative things, right. that's going to be hard for you because you're never used to hearing anything nice, right? If you're always you'll hearing something negative, mode. you'll be on the fence mode. The wall is up. Yeah. The wall is up. So you, you, you know, you're automatically going to try to defend what you're doing rather than listen with a, with a different kind of ear. And the people that is hurting is the students Absolutely. and especially the students in low socio, I don't even want to say low socioeconomic communities because research has showed that it is, you know, damaging to African-Americans and Latino children, no matter how much the parents make. So right. really when you don't, want to collaborate you're ignoring the culture of the kids come on because you don't know about every culture because you're not from every culture so if there's another teacher that's trying to teach you or show you something and mm. you're closed-minded to it right you're not trying to help that student and children do not can learn from people who don't really understand them but they learn best who people they learn best from people who really understand where they are from. Right, and connect with them. And they, they 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 look like them or they speak like them or they know that they have similar backgrounds. They're going to be more receptive to 
learning from someone like that compared to versus someone that doesn't, right? And it's funny that you said that because I actually mentioned that in um in one of the in one of the previous um episodes, you know, that as an educator, you need to learn how to, you need to learn your community. You need to learn about the students. You need to take time to figure out about cultures, traditions, upbringing, because that's going to help you make those better connections with those kids. And I I, I felt that when you were um, mentioning that, it was very passionate and came from a personal place. Did you experience that as a teacher where you felt that um, a teacher gave you, you can say yes or no, or you can say I passed. <laughs> I know we gotta be very mindful of what we share on these um podcasts of who's gonna listen, but you know what? I won't even scratch that. So I won't even put you in that situation. Um, it, yes, it, but okay. you have to learn how to when you know who you are mm-hmm. and you know your purpose. There is a way to intelligently right tell someone what needs to be said. Absolutely. It's all about how you communicate it. Because it's for the kids and people know. Right. You can say whatever you want to me. Right. But when I see you not down for these kids, we got a problem. (laughs) Then, you know, then I have to, it it has to change a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we have to remember why we're there. It's a a school. It's a school. It's just, you know, education system. We are there to educate our future, right? We are there to prepare our children for the real world. So if that's not your, if it's not your reason why you're there, then it's going to show and, and then it needs to be addressed. Absolutely. And collaboration is really important. I, I did ICT for eight years. Ooh, yeah. And inclusion, uh, co-teaching where you have one general education and one special education teacher. And I've had amazing experiences and I've had horrible experiences. The amazing experiences taught me who I wanted to be, it, you know, it, it showed me kind of the, the silhouette, the reflection of who I wanted to become an, as an educator and the experiences that were more negative showed me even more why I'm where I am, because I have to fight against this, right? Right. I have to figure out how can I help these students? Because there are some educators who are not helping them the way they should right and those experiences said okay i don't want to do this right like i teach a college course now uh intro to special education and they talk to me about their observations and they're like but i can't believe this and i said you are learning the type of educator you want to be that's right you're going to see things that you want to add on what you want to do and you're going to see things that you never want to repeat ever again so collaboration is important because one, it helps you see where you want to go. And two, it helps you see the role that you never want to take. Right. Right. But you have to be able to accept that. Right. It, right. it goes back to reflecting and, yeah. and and it's something you need to do every day. You need to reflect on your teaching. You need to reflect on your practices and you need to also be receptive to that feedback you might, you might get that you might not want to hear. It's true. Um, I had, I, I received some feedback from somebody I was working with. And the the feedback was that sometimes when I'm so passionate about something, I don't hear nothing else. <laughs> that I'm I'm just so passionate okay. and <laughs> right. I can only see it one way. Okay. And I said, okay. I said, I I I can see that. Right. But that that wasn't easy, right? Because in my mind, I'm doing something good. 
Right. But there's a million ways to do good things. It doesn't have to be the way I'm saying to do it. And when you're working with someone else, you have to learn to put your pride and ego to the side mm -hmm. and say, what can we do for the kids? If that's not the basis of the conversation, then that's where the collaboration is not going to go well. Right. So to effectively collaborate, you have to keep the kids at the center right. of the conversation. Right. And, you know, I wanted to... Um... The dogs downstairs are barking. It's distracting me. Um, I wanted to say something about the, when you said it was, that was big. When you said that, you, you know, like it was shocking to you because you felt like you were doing something good, you know, but that that's big. That is something big. That's something that we all have to learn. And sometimes people never learn that. And it's, it's unfortunate that you don't learn that this feedback can help you grow or be a better person or to accept that what you're doing is not the only right way to do things. And I know a lot of people are stuck on that mindset where I only see it like this tunnel vision. I don't care about nothing else. And that doesn't work, especially in collaborating. You have to be able to come together and it's all about also communicating. And that is episode 14 is going to talk about effective communication. How does that look? And that's very important. And, you know, there's adults that don't know how to effectively communicate because they think their way of communicating, communicating is that's what it is. But there's, you know, effective communication is important when you are collaborating. And when you brought up the ICT thing, I thought about, you know, I was once told that being an ICT teacher um, is kind of like a marriage. It is. It's like a marriage. And I mean, I've never been married, work. but I could only, and, right. and now I'm like, dang, I ain't that mad that I've never been married after doing inclusion for eight years. Like, Girl, that's another episode. <laughs> like, wow, this is, this is deep. Listen, I know. Deep. I got all red. You can't see me, listeners, but I'm red. We're talking about this over here. <laughs> but it's true. It's, like a it's, a, it's a relationship. And you, you got to decide day one, like what kind of relationship you're going to have. What communication you're gonna have? Where are you guys gonna meet? You're gonna you're gonna have to compromise at some point. You're living together in that classroom. It's true. You are living in that classroom together for most of the day. You're gonna be spending ten months together more if you're working summer school. I mean, it depends if you know right. what school you're in or what district. Because I know it just is different. But you're gonna be a big chunk of your life with this person. This is your work husband, work wife, work whatever, you need to figure out a way how to make this relationship work. And it saddens me. It saddens me when I hear these horror stories. Oh my gosh, we could write a book on the horror stories of ICT settings right. because of the relationships. And then there's beautiful ones. Like I walk beautiful. into classes and I, I see have, how it goes. You don't know who's the IC, the, the general ed teacher, you don't know who's the special ed teacher. You don't know. It's just a flow and it, it just works beautifully. And it's, the kids are benefiting from it. The kids are benefiting from it. And that's all we want to see. When we go into a class and we see two class teachers working together and it's just flowing, it's a beautiful thing. The kids are learning. The kids are engaged all as well. But when you go into these classrooms where it's hell and, you know, the marriage is about, is about to be a divorce and ugly court, um, in family court, it's bad because the kids are struggling. The kids are the ones that suffer. And I think we need to boil you back down to, why we are there. And I had an episode on that too. I love how everything's just flowing together. Yes. Um, remembering your why, remembering your why, why are you in that classroom? Yeah. It might not be ideal. You might want your own classroom to yourself, whatever, but there's so many positives to work in, in, in um, collaboration with teachers. Okay? And it, absolutely. And it depends on your mindset, right. right? Right. You have to have a certain type of mindset because you're going to, everything is not always going to be peaches and cream. Absolutely. Everything is not going to be rosy and 
that you know like I every feel like, relationship yeah. like yeah. every relationship it's going to have its ups right. and downs but that's that that goes back that goes into the next question how why is isolation damaging to our school community if you if you have that mindset where you don't want to work it in collaboration where you think that it's better just to close your classroom door and just shut out the world and do your seven to three and teach your kids in isolation how why is that damaging why do you think I know it's so many. I don't, I, we sure we're going to definitely, this episode is probably going to go over 25 minutes, but it's important information. So feedback does not mean failure. Right. And people who choose to work in complete isolation, mm. they only think about themselves. Mm. They're not thinking about the kids. They're not. Because I've heard the conversations. And in that conversation, you will hear the word I so many times. But I feel like this. I don't want that. I need this. I need that. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And at the end of the day, you're, you're there for the for the students. And yes, I hear so many teachers complaining about lesson planning. Mm. I'm spending all weekend. I say, there's five of y'all on one grade level. <laughs> Work in collaboration. Work in collaboration and split it up. Work smarter, not harder. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Nope. So why is it that nobody, you don't want to share your plans, but that goes back to how I said, you know, teachers don't get enough compliments. We don't get enough shine. So it's like, we want to hold on to something because we don't want somebody else to get the praise and then we get the punishment. Which is sad. And that stems, sad. That, stems, that stems from administration. That, def, that definitely is a whole other topic, a whole other episode. And I won't, you know, like I will touch a little bit on it. But like I said, you got to be mindful of what you say on certain podcasts and stuff, um, especially in certain roles that you have. Um, but what I will say, it does stem from up above and it trickles down, trickles down, trickles down, right? Mm-hmm. And I do feel, okay, we have administration, right? I'm going to talk from an education perspective because I mean, I'm only two, uh, this is my second year in as an as- assistant principal. I was in a classroom for, you know, for eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we're not all blessed with administration that's supportive, Okay, we're not all blessed with administration that really is in a, I'm a grow you, I'm there for you, I'm there to support you. They actually have a mindset, I, I got you, I'm coming in to catch you doing something you're not supposed to do, or I'm just going to look for everything you're, you're, you're not doing instead of focusing on what you are doing in the classroom, right? So that does affect you as an educator, it affects your confidence, it affects your approach, and it trickles down to the kids. And that's and that mindset for administrator is sad. It's very unfortunate, and they need to, they sh- they should really reconsider why they are in this role. And it's sad because a lot of people do get into the role of administrator to just have that boss title, to have that oh, leader title. Wow. And whoo, that's a, you know I'm gonna write that down. It's another topic. The boss title, um, right? The boss you're title. Right. You're not a leader. You're not a leader because you're you know boss. It's about there's a difference. Yep. A leader versus boss. That's a, that's a, that's a good topic right there. Um, leader versus boss. You're not there for the right reason. As a school leader, you are a servant leader. Okay. You need to embrace that role and that you are servant leader. You are in a community service. You are providing a service to your students, to your teachers, to your community. And you need to accept that. If it's all about I, 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 or me, 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 or I'm going to catch you doing something you're not doing, then guess what? Now your teachers are feeling some type of way about their, their teaching. They're not getting the support. They need to become better teachers to become effective teachers. 
And now their kids are struggling and then they hide because they're scared to get that feedback or they're scared to get the support or they're, they're questioning or doubting their, their, their um, instructional practices and their, and their, you know, how they come off in the classroom. So they hide behind a door and they're not receptive to learning or growing. And I will say um, very quickly that the district that I'm in now does an amazing job with supporting their teachers. I'll give a quick example. Every time administration comes in your room, every time, right? they leave a card in your mailbox. So they come in, they don't say anything, they walk around, and I'm talking from superintendent, okay? And they leave a postcard in your mailbox. There's right. nothing negative on that postcard. Good. Everything is positive. So now when I go sit down for my formative right. observation, I don't mind hearing what I need to work on because I haven't been hearing it all year long. Right. right. You told me something good about myself. See? Right? Yep. Like the song, tell me something good. You told me something good. So now, <laughs> so now when you, when I need to see, cause sometimes if you like in a relationship, you can't nitpick with everything because then when the big thing comes, I'm going to miss that because you don't nitpick everything. And right. now I just think it's personal now. Yep. Because too much critique, it makes me feel like it right. makes me feel like it's it, it's personal. So that's that's one thing. Any administrators listening, yeah, have some postcards, a post yeah. it, leave some positive advice. Yes. To educate and make, make your make your visits meaningful, right? Like, don't just go into a classroom to kind of like I want to make sure you're doing what you're doing or this and this and that, whatever. Or ma and making teachers feel, you know like uneasy when you're coming into the classroom because they're not sure what to expect. Now you get those, you get those cards, you get those little words of, you know, like glows, you feel okay. You feel comfortable. You feel confident in your teaching that when anybody comes into your class, you're fine because you already got those good, those words that have helped you build your confidence in what you're doing in the classroom. Right. Cause empathy is a cycle and yeah, the teachers need it. So then they could give it to the kids. Right. It's a cycle. Everybody, we have to keep pouring in each other's cups. Pour it. I love it. I said trickle down. I love the pouring part, right? Pour into each other's cup and it comes from the top. I yeah. love it. So we're going to wrap it up. But before we do that, I want you to tell us a little bit of how can you start collaborating? Let's talk about with teachers. Give maybe like one or two examples of how you can start collaborating, maybe with parents, how you can start. Because remember, like you said, it takes a village. And that's my thing. I always say that and I mean it. It takes a village. And that's just not within your family, it's the community, it's the school community. We need to all work together and do our part to help um, build and raise our kids, right? So how can we start collaborating? How can we help our audience do that if they are so struggling? One way um, as an educator, you can start collaborating is, I know we're busy and we can't attend all the meetings, but try to attend some PTA meetings, yeah. right? Because the T is for teachers. <laughs> I, I, I'm just that's in case you didn't know. Just in case you know the P is for P. I love that, right? Um, and right. class dojo, I love class dojo. Yeah. Um, you know, it also has a translation tool, so that's yeah. amazing as well. And one trick that I learned during the pandemic, because sometimes you know class dojo may not work, or you may need to text someone. I have a Google number. There you go. Mm -hmm. I have a Google number, so it's to my phone you know, but if I ever need to switch the number or whatever the case is, I can, but the Google number is perfect. The parents text me. I even have students that they need help with homework. They call me. I have parents call me, you know, with some homework questions. And one parent was just said to me, 
I'm so sorry that I called you after hours, but the fact that you gave me your number showed me how much you care. Aww. And that's what I'm here for. So, you know, this, oh, I didn't, oh. sorry, now my dog heard something. Sorry, boo-boo. Um, so, <laughs> class, <laughs> class Dojo, Google, um, a Google, Google number, number. Google number works really well. Really yeah. well. I love that because I actually, next episode is about effective communication and I share, I'm going to share those, that exactly what you said, like having a number, opening up the line of communication and parents are going to acknowledge that. They're going to know that you genuinely care because you are t going above and beyond to connect with them. And that yeah. is important. How can you do that with teachers now? So one way is say hi. <laughs> say hi. Is that simple as that? How girl? are you doing? Say and hi. wait for them to respond. Genuinely ask that question. I'm actually genuinely ask, right? Like yeah. genuinely ask. And I think one thing is, especially like teachers on the grade level, people, I, people used to think it was weird. And then it started becoming like a big thing. But I would ask teachers like, can I come and observe your class during your math block? Because I just want to see what techniques and strategies you're using, right? And I'm not coming to observe you and I'm a teacher. So even if I was, my set, it doesn't yeah. matter. But I'm genuinely coming to, you know, and, and when I did go, I gave them, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they was like, oh, you can come back anytime. Aww. Right? So, and that's just how, like, you know, one relationship started, you know, so- we're that. all in this together. We're all I in it together. That. And, you know, you, you want to, you have a choice in life. You can either be a complainer or you could be a conqueror. Mm. You can complain about the things that are going on, right. or you could choose to rise above all of it and conquer it all. So collaboration is, is huge, especially when you keep focused and know that it's the kids who are the most important thing. Oh. I don't even have anything to say after that. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I just did the ugly face because you can't that see. Wasn't ugly. Can't to me. <laughs> that was a perfect way to end it. I love that. It's kids, keep them in the center. All right. So we are going to share our contact information and then we're going to wrap it up with a challenge like we do after every episode. So our website is um, coffeestained.org, coffeestained.org. Our social media, Instagram is coffeestains underscore edu, coffeestains underscore edu. And you can email me at genevarodriguez30 at gmail.com, genevarodriguez30 at gmail.com. I repeat everything, it's just the teacher in me. <laughs> and um, now Dr. Shanae is going to share her contact. So you can find me on Instagram at Sweet Life of Dr. S-H-A-N-I. And so S-U-I-T-E Life, L-I-F-E of D-R-S-H-A-N-I. And you can also email me at Sweet Life of Dr. Shanae at gmail.com. Beautiful, beautiful. I love, I love that handle, girl. You did Thank that. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, right. I collaborated with you on that. <laughs> collaboration is key people don't understand <laughs> listen when my great minds come together they make beautiful things and when beautiful teachers things, collaborate they make beautiful things for our kids we just want our kids engaged when our kids learning we want to love yes. school it's important so let's wrap it up with a challenge so dr shanae is going to challenge us for mm -hmm. something this episode so what do you want to challenge our audience with I want to challenge the audience, if you you know, if you're an educator listening, to connect with 
one new parent this week. Sometimes you couldn't get them on the phone, send a note home, send some, send something home just to, you know, connect with them and, and see if you can, you know, cause we need to collaborate with parents as well. And you can send a, leave a nice note in one of your coworkers mailboxes. Mm, I like that one. You never know. Yep. You never know what, what, what they're going through and you know, what that's going to form and right. what relationship that will start. And we just need to support one another. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to episode 13, Collaboration and Isolation. Thank you so much, Dr. Shanae, for coming on. You are appreciated. And it's a wrap. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>